One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So, what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never Ever before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. I'm Tamara Thomas, Editor-in-Chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the DocWire family of medical news sites, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Tamara Thomas and welcome to Urban Health Weekly where we talk about medical news and health topics that matter to you. I'm here with Jackie and Lou. How are you guys? Good. How are you guys doing? Great, great. I'm all right. Let's get into it. First of all, I want to apologize to Lou because he was absolutely right. Steve Jobs did in fact have a liver transplant in 2009 before pancreatic tumor got him in 2011. So I am apologizing to you formally. I was wrong. You were correct. (laughs) Does that feel feel satisfying? You know, listen, I'm a woman of principle. I stand by right. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And when I'm right, I like to be right. (laughs) You didn't just flat out say when I'm right, I'm right. You qualified that statement. You just I guess I qualify that. Exactly. Yeah. You have to add the qualifier. That's right. By the way, I'm reading this um, book, Premonition by Michael Lewis. Yes. It's a really riveting account of the scientists and doctors who tried to head off the COVID um, pandemic at the past with like mm-hmm. common sense epidemiology, but they were blocked every which way by like pure bureaucracy. 
Ooh. I have an all new lack of respect for the CDC after reading this. Let me tell you. <laughs> like I, I already thought all they were new lack of respect. Sorry. An all new lack of respect. Like an were all you new. Like my lack of respect for them has hit an all new low. Like I had already okay, okay. For them at the beginning of the pandemic where they were yes. like all over the place and couldn't figure out what they wanted to do. Yes. And now that I, I have official documentation that they screwed the pooch, I have like an like my my lack of respect is like even more disrespect for them. Wow. But props to Carter Mesha and Charity Dean, man. They were the heroes. I haven't finished the book yet, but it's really riveting. If you ever get the chance to. All right. Am I paid to say this? I what was the name of the book? Premonition by Michael Lewis. He's the, he's the one that wrote, um, what's that book? Uh, with the Moneyball. Moneyball. Blindside. Oh. Blindside. Liars Poker. Liars Poker. Oh, and okay. the one about Wall Street. What was that one called? That was one of my favorites. Short. The Big Short. Yeah. Oh. Not that I read him, but you know. <laughs> not that you know, of course, not at all. Not that I know. <laughs> I love Michael Lewis's perspective. So Michael Lewis and Malcolm Gladwell. Oh yeah, I can read them forever and ever and ever. I love their perspective on all things. They just approach a story so outside of the box that you're constantly like, yes, 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 that. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's just it's just a pleasure reading them one other thing so you know how I'm always saying that the food scientists are, are doing stuff to our food and it sounds yes. like all conspiracy theory and they're stuff. judging they're judging the food to make it oh absolutely yes well so I was talking to somebody this week and mm -hmm. he actually was able to verify exactly what I said he said that what happens is, because he, he has clients who are big food um, companies, and he said that what happens is the, they have the chef that makes the food in the, in the test kitchen. Right. And then they ship the food to the lab. Oh, after the fact. After, yeah, so, they, so the actual real food that the chef makes, they ship it to the lab. The lab uh, food scientists then take it apart and figure out how they can remake this food to look and taste like this without actually making it like this. So, so are they I just want everyone to know that I'm not crazy. Like a cheaper way? Oh, absolutely. What okay. chemicals can they use to replicate oh, the taste, replicate like the mouthfeel, to replicate the smell so that your mouth, well, so that it tricks well, your mouth? Natural, the natural flavorings, who, which aren't natural. So like, oh, okay. And then- By the time they're done with it, what the chef has sent them is completely not what we get on the market. So is there also like, I don't know, MSG things or excitotoxins, whatever, like they just, whatever they make that, that makes it extra- extra addictive i mean there, there's always that okay. um i think a lot of the a lot of uh why some of the stuff is addictive is because of just their very nature not that they set okay. out to, because to they're say, extra gonna... tasty well yeah. because of, because of the way these chemicals react in the body they just kind of by nature addict you okay you know yeah. what i'm saying right. yeah. yeah they don't set out like oh yeah we got to make this really addictive it just kind of becomes addictive the way the chemicals interact with your microbiome and your 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 brain and so forth. Wow! So fresh and hot out the kitchen, right to the lab. Not so much. Not so much to us, though. 
I just oh wanted to put God. that out there that I'm not crazy. That's <laughs> so that's food for thought. So think about that next time you go out and, and eat something and you think that it's wholesome or they, they put all natural on it. Is it all natural? Hmm. All right. So let's jump in. Stat News reporter Larry Ty, he had a terrific article. Actually, it was it was kind of a poignant article where he felt that he had to make a devil's choice, whether to take immune suppressing drug Humira or further succumb and, and risk getting COVID or further succumb to um, wrist joint damage from rheumatoid arthritis. Awful. Yes. Um, he has an excerpt from his piece. A devil's bargain indeed, but it's not mine alone. Millions of others with chronic conditions face comparably high stakes gambles in this time of the coronavirus. Humira has been around for 20 years, is on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines, and is the best-selling drug in the world for a reason. Studies suggest that it, not, it can not only reduce inflammation and pain, but can also check further joint damage, and it's supposed to work fast. That's encouraging to me and to my rheumatologist, who thinks Humira is a great first step for me. He and my primary care doctor say the clock is ticking on the damage to my wrist tissue, and I have to battle that now. Those are the pros. But as a lifelong journalist, I'm instinctively and obsessively skeptical. So I started a second tally of Humira's cons. The Food and Drug Administration requires AbbVie, the manufacturer, to list warnings about the drug. My doctors and I will be looking for early signs of trouble from infections to allergies, psoriasis, and problems with my heart, blood, or liver. Then there's the cash cost, which is walloping and near impossible to calculate. After consulting a trio of insurance executives, my estimate, I'll pay $10,000 over the next year for Humira, with my insurers paying many more times that. Wow. Yeah. I'll also talk to my physicians about someday switching to one of the FDA approved biosimilars that are like Humira, but less expensive and are forecast to become available in the US in 2023. Meanwhile, he's suffering now. My greatest fear for these days, however, is that Humira could suppress my immune system's ability to fight infection. That's a scary scenario in the middle of a pandemic when the immune system's organs, cells, and proteins are critical to fighting off shape-shifting COVID invaders. I've been trying to understand how real that risk is. So has the American College of Rheumatology, which assembled a task force to gather all of the evidence and advise its members and their patients. According to the task force report, it's okay for people like me to start taking immune suppressing biologics like Humira if I don't have COVID-19, although it's a good idea to temporarily pause if I do. The task force conceded that not enough studies have been done to know for sure. Data linking specific rheumatologic treatments to COVID-19 or its complications are either lacking or when available conflicting, the report said. It added surprisingly that therapies like Humira could theoretically mitigate the severe impact of COVID. I wrote to the president of the American College of Rheumatology, Kenneth Sog, a rheumatologist at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, who emailed back saying that patients with rheumatic disease may have slightly greater risk of acquiring COVID and having a less robust immune response to the virus. To some, adding up such risks and uncertainties might make 
voluntarily joining the ranks of 7 million immunocompromised Americans seem harebrained for sure. To me, the hope of relieving my arthritis means it'd be foolish not to give it a try. Now, when typing even a short essay like this makes my wrists feel like they're on fire. Whew. Wow. I really feel for Larry. You know, I suffer from carpal tunnel, so I understand. I mean, it's, it's not rheumatoid arthritis, but I do understand the debilitation of not being able to work because of the pain. Right. Just having discomfort. Yeah. You really literally cannot use your hand. Like you can't use it at all. Wow. Especially when you need your hands for your work. I can't operate a mouse. I can't type. It's just terribly, it's just painful. Mm -hmm. So I do understand on some level. I know it's not the fire that he's dealing with, um, but I do understand it. Anyway, with all due respect. I'm sorry. Did you know that Humira was the number one selling drug in the world? I did not know that it was. I didn't know that. I knew that it was in the U.S. I didn't know that it was in the world. So is it really pretty much for rheumatoid arthritis? Rheumatoid arthritis and I think Crohn's disease. Okay. So it's hitting two. um, Two really um, big. Yeah. Inflammatory. Because you would think to be the number one drug in the world, that that's an unbelievable amount of people that must be taking it for it to be number one. Yeah. Like more than cardiac drugs, more than that's unbelievable. Can you good point? Do you have cardiac drugs are uh, generic now? That's why. Ah, so this is around so long and they you know, all the anti-hypertension stuff, uh, all the stats. Oh, okay. And like Digitalis and all those things. Okay. Yeah, they've been around for so long. They're they're either generic or off patent, so they don't really count. Oh, and like metformin for diabetes, that's been around. Okay, I see. Right, right. And and insulin, Uh there's about uh, at least a dozen that are still on patent. And there's uh, quite a few that are off. So, you know, obviously there's a lot more of those consumed, but they don't count as prescription drugs. I see. Oh. Methotrexate has also been around a long time too. Yeah. For, for, yeah. Well, you know, so with all due respect to his team of doctors, I would like to offer a third alternative. Not that my opinion matters to him, but I would consult a functional medicine doctor Hmm. Um, I'm not sure they accept insurance plans, but compared to paying at least $10,000 a year for medications, and that's not including the methotrexate copay that he's thinking of adding back to his treatment plan. And that's not including the copays, you know, and all the lab copays and everything for all the doctor's visits and the time spent and the downtime. Um, And who knows if this may wane in effectiveness over time and it suppresses your immune system. I think, I think it may be worth at least exploring. How does that affect getting the vaccine if you're on uh, an anti-inflammatory drug like that? Like well, if you, the, the way it works is it, it suppresses the immune system. And so do you have that because what happens immune. when you have an inflammatory condition is your immune system is basically attacking parts of your body. Right. So for example, you have Hashimoto's that right. your immune system is attacking your, your thyroid. Correct. And damaging it. Right. And so that's what happens with, with the immune system is that it's been exposed to whatever it was exposed to 
from the outset and it became exposed to it for so long that anything that looks similar to it, it attacks. After. So let's say, let's say you were allergic to, I don't know, grains. Let's say you were attracted right. allergic to grains and you, you are alert, you, you have an immune response to it, but not a, a, an immune response that would get you to your, your allergist or you haven't taken allergy medication, right? It's low level. And it's just been going on for years and you've been ignoring it because you didn't really recognize it as any. Right. And then next thing you know, the protein from the grain that you're allergic to looks very similar in your immune system to your, your joints. Right. Um, you know, the joint cells, you know, whatever's in that area. And it's like invader and it starts, you know, going after that and it never stops. And that's why you have the inflammation and the pain and the deterioration because your immune system just keeps going and going and going because it's just been active so long, it doesn't know any other way. So what the immune suppressant does is it stops the immune response, just stops it in its tracks. But, and which is good for reversing the damage. It reduces but what it also does is it shuts your immune system down and makes you uh, more susceptible to infections and, and things that your body wouldn't normally be able to fight off. So does that also, since you need, when you get, when you get the vaccine, your body creates an immune response to the vaccine, right? And that sort of tempers and trains your immune system. Is that correct? Pretty much. That's exactly what happens. It sort of hones and like preps the immune right. system. Right. So it basically tests right. your immune system. So think of it like, you know, you, you give a, um, one of those dogs a, a sweater to smell and it's like, here, smell this. And now okay, track right. this down and go after it. Hunt right. this down. Right. So, then- so that's what your immune system is now primed to do. But if it's suppressed, then it's not going to be doing that effectively. It's not going to be as primed. So will the vaccine be less effective possibly, but it's better than nothing because obviously they're giving it to patients with autoimmune or immune conditions because they need something. So maybe would it, is this also like the meds could possibly weaken sort of the effects of the vaccine in addition to lowering your immune system for everything or we don't know vaccine you don't forget the vaccine relies on your immune like the vaccine is basically a primer for your immune system the vaccine itself is not doing anything but sending the message to your immune system so that's why sometimes you need like extra vaccine for it to sort of yes but the but the work is done by your immune system okay and if your immune system is not Thank you. Now immune. I get it. Yeah. If your immune system is not able to do that function because it's suppressed, it doesn't matter how many vaccines you take. Right. I see. That's sort of the problem with, with HIV. You know, if okay. your immune system is compromised, it can't do its job. Okay. Yes. It doesn't so, see as clearly. It doesn't track as clearly. Right. Because it's basically like, it's basically being blocked and, and told right. to like, you know, okay. simmer down and back off. And so okay. it doesn't just selectively back off. It backs off of everything. Well, that whole thing is really, you see how much of a, a devil's, devil's bargain yes. that is. Yeah, yeah. Awful. And that's why I'm suggesting it's a thought. I don't You're know. Putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just putting it out there for anyone. This may help. 
um, functional medicine doctors are very good at reversing inflammatory conditions. I mean, I don't know anything about his degree of damage. I don't even know if his doctors will even talk to him about his diet. Like I found, you know, links with the anti-inflammatory diet. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about his condition. Uh, I just think that the human body is amazing at healing itself if it's given what it needs. And I think he would have a much better shot with a functional medicine doctor. And I would just implore him to explore all options, just not just put COVID aside, just for his general um, overall wellness. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take a break. Yes, we will take a break. We will come right back. Speaking of COVID, how long can you wear a KN95, N95, or KF94 mask? Hmm. That's really good to know. I just got an N95 finally. My brother picks them up, and I want to know exactly that. I only have 10. How do I make good use of them? Well, if you typically wear cloth masks, you're probably used to washing them and reusing them. For surgical mask users, you're hopefully tossing them in the trash after each use. Respirators kind of fall in between the two options. You can reuse respirators without washing in between uses, as long as you're aware of your personal risk level and you take care of the mask between uses, says Cassandra M. Pierre, an infectious disease physician and medical director of public health programs at Boston Medical Center. There's no hard and fast rule as to how many times you can wear a respirator before throwing it away. Instead, it's more important to keep track of where you're where you wear the face covering, and for how long. For people who wear their masks for shorter periods of time or situations where they may remain physically distant from others throughout the day, Dr. Pierre says it's possible to use the same respirator for up to a week. That's about how long I use them. But for oh, people- so if you're like out and about uh, and you're kind of outdoors and you're walking down the sidewalk or you're just passing through something, but you're not like in close quarters. Right, so about a week is, you got about a week. But for people in high-risk settings, like healthcare facilities, it's best right. to toss the mask after a day. Okay. Of course, each time you use a respirator, if you're using it more than once, you should make sure it's still in good condition. We recommend every time you use a respirator, you're making sure there are no tears, gaps, or evidence of soiling on the surface. All of these things can impair the integrity and filtration ability of the mask. There are some pretty key ways to tell if your respirator has lost its integrity. First and foremost, if the mask is loosened on your face and no longer has a tight seal, it should be replaced, says Jade Flynn, MSN, a nurse educator for the biocontainment unit at Johns Hopkins Medicine. If the mask is visibly dirty on the inside from makeup, body oil, sweat, or other forms of moisture, you should also toss it. This is really good advice, and no one is really giving this advice to people. Everyone wants people. To I was just up. wondering where I was having this discussion uh, yesterday. When you know, how is it? Um, what am I supposed to do with these masks? Because I, it's the first time I finally got a hold of N95 masks. I've been using surgical masks before. I couldn't. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't get them. So uh, my brother was able to get a bunch. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't believe how much more comfortable they are because I was doubling up on my surgical masks. Oh, um, okay. And, and it's a great fit. 
And I feel like it's easier to breathe through them, quite frankly, than a doubled up surgical mask for sure. Right. And, um, but yeah, now we know what we do, what we should be doing. We're supposed to, yeah. I used to wear a cloth mask with the filter in, inside of it. But then when- Oh Omicron yeah, I started, found those hard to breathe through the cloth mask with the filter. Um, well, I, I took the shishi approach. I was wearing a silk mask for my complexion. Ah. <laughs> There you go. Raggedy mask, so. uh, no but, um, raggedy mask for you. Yes, for you, but not for me. My, <laughs> my silk masks withstood the test of time. And I would just change the filter every couple of days. But after Omicron, I switched full-time to the KN95, which is horrible for your complexion. But at a time like this, you know, it's not... Yeah priority there are worse things for your complexion yeah so anyway so i just wanted to share this because you, you there's never any instruction you know they give you the mask and then it's like good luck so now we take them and take your individual mask and pop them in a brown bag is that it like a paper bag we have brown uh, bag who does that not me i i keep them in the car i, I mean that's the only time i i use them when i go outside in the car and but quite honestly, I, the way I recycle is I tend to lose them after about a week, meaning okay. like what I did with them. So mm -hmm. they naturally recycle that way. <laughs> That's not good. I, I never really use them for more than 20 minutes. You know, the supermarket. It's a natural recycle. <laughs> like oh, here it is. Let me dust this off. Yeah. yeah and after like, I would say about a week, I, I misplace them somewhere or. You know. But then after a week, you throw it out, right? Yeah, you know, I'll bring it inside accidentally or I'll put it in some coat pocket or do something dumb with it. And then when I find it, I just chuck it. Oh, okay. All right, good. All right. Also, I interviewed Lance Brown, the CEO of Rhino Medical Supplies, and I completely forgot to ask him this. I was just so caught up in his demonstration of the different grades and types of masks on the market. It was really informative, but I just completely forgot to ask him. Anyway, that that interview is going to be appearing on UrbanHealthToday.com. Sorry? That sounds interesting. Also, yeah, it's going to be on UrbanHealthToday.com next week. So, Where do you guys get your masks? Are there stores in the city that have like masks? I honestly, I buy them in bulk. I just ah, buy them. I buy okay. 50 at a time, 30. Okay. I buy the kid masks and I buy the, the grown-up masks. Okay. But a, a lot of the CVS has had them. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I, it depends. Yeah. You know, like in any, anything uh, lately, you know, they have them and then they don't have them. That's the problem. The problem. When that, yeah. That's what I was having trouble. Every time I go somewhere, they'd be gone. So that's yeah. why I couldn't yeah. believe. Right. Uh, so I just ordered them online. Okay. And you just know they're the real deal. You're ordering them from like a reputable, they're not knockoffs what you're getting. Well, I don't know that they're knockoffs or not. Um, one of the things Lance talked about was he talked about making sure that you buy USA because you know that you're meeting the NIOSH standards. I forget, don't ask me what NIOSH means. He explained it, but I forgot what it means. Okay. Um, but a mask that's made in America, he was saying, meets the NIOSH standards. That's what we want to know. That's what I want to know. Very right. good. When okay. you're getting them from like China and other places like that. So you look for to say made in USA on your thing as the store. So that's where you're right. ordering from. Okay. Yeah. You know you're getting gold standard if it's made in the USA. All is, right. Is the take home. Because yeah. sometimes, uh, like I was, there was a whole bunch of masks I was getting from China that weren't, you know, just like the surgical masks. And when I got them, I, I go, these came from China and they weren't, they were not 
like the ones that we had when I worked in the hospital. I was like, this is really thin and skimpy. So oh, wow. yeah, you don't necessarily. So yeah, that's good. Good advice. So we know that the USA ones have a certain standard. And yes. um, now I feel a little better about ordering them online. Yeah. Okay. Good article. Yeah. So first vaccine for children under five may be available by the end of February. Exciting. Maybe. Pfizer and its BioNTech, <laughs> the manufacturers of the vaccine, are expected to submit to the FDA as early as next week a request for er emergency use authorization for the vaccine for children six months to five years old, which would make it the first vaccine available for that age group. Older children can already, of course, receive the shot. The FDA urged the companies to submit the application so that regulators could begin reviewing the two-shot data according to the knowledgeable individuals who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly. The companies in the last few months have been testing a third dose following disappointing results from the two-shot regimen showing that while the vaccine is safe, two doses did not provide a strong enough immune response in all age groups. But data on a third shot will not be available until at least late March. Once that information is submitted, regulators are expected to authorize a third dose of the pediatric vaccine. We know that two doses isn't enough, and we get that, said one of the people familiar with the situation. The idea is, let's go ahead and start the review of two doses. If the data holds up in the submission, you could start kids on their primary baseline months earlier than if you don't do anything until the third dose data comes in. All right. I'm going to hang back on this one. I fully support the 5 to 11 vaccine, but there seems to be a bit of a struggle with the smaller children trial result. Is it, it's also is a it? very big size difference, just flat out size. Yeah. And well, they're using a much smaller dose, and I'm wondering, is the dose too small, and are they seeing negative effects with a bigger dosage that would probably be more effective? That's what gives me pause for thought. Yeah, There's yeah. just not enough and information. Kids for that uh, age group is very difficult. Most parents are just like very reluctant to let you uh, experiment on a oh for sure right. five year old. Even a five to eleven, I, I would say it's a little iffy. But but the know. but the five to eleven results, they were able to demonstrate that it had robust response. I mean, they had no problems. The right. fact that they're having problems with this age group gives me pause for thought. Well, there's first a big of all, they, size. they haven't really gotten enough for the kids. Secondly, I think one of the problems is that when you're uh, from a six-month-old to a five- Yeah, that's a huge size difference right it's there. a huge size difference and a huge maturity difference. You know, you're... Your immune system is still, you know, yeah, becoming not quite formed. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. You're still in, relying in on mommy's immunity right. from the womb at that point. Yeah. You know, you you you're quadrupling in size mm -hmm. at, at least. Right. Uh, sometimes, you know, if you're born at six pounds, you, you're going to wind up being right. 40, 50 pounds. You're you're six times bigger. It's just a lot of changes. That you That's an there. excellent point. Yeah. So they really should break this down into different cohorts at, at this. Stage. I just find six months to five years. Yeah. Way too broad. Yeah. Yes. And then you're talking about sizes and that all kids develop at the same. Right. Like, you know, it's it's almost like in anything with kids that age, you, you know, like one kid will be able to walk when they're six, you know, seven months old and another kid will be able to walk when they're 40 months old. Right. And that's perfectly all right, except that 
it's a huge difference. And I think we're seeing those huge differences with the vaccine. So the test data is all over the place. So it's very hard for them to be able to uh, do it with the small sizes that we have. So more data is coming. I'm, I'm hopeful that it's just a, a matter of getting more data and figuring yeah. out. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I want to see more. I want to see more data before I can get behind this. Right, and the dosaging might have to be by weight, not by age. Yeah, I I don't know. They they have to figure this one out. Do you think they're doing that now, or I think they're doing all sorts of stuff, and we will know. But we it may take three years for us to know. Mm. So you know, stay stay posted. Or maybe instead of doing a six month to five, maybe they should do a two to four. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I don't know. But even in the two to four, there's such a variety in size and weight and maturity and immune response. And I, I, it's I just mean, really hard to say. Even for adults, we, we don't know what happens after the third. You know, they, there's still some different dif- differential data. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. As the okay, so I took my Pfizer or my Moderna or my whatever, or J and J. I've been boosted. So when is the next time that I have to take the next dose? Right. And we really haven't gotten there yet. They they're starting to do a, a lot of research. They think they know. I think it varies by vaccine. I think with the Pfizer's they say after six months. With the Moderna they say after twelve uh, for the fourth dose. But, you know, it's one of those stay tuned, folks. By the way, have you have you read that some clinics, I just read this, that some clinics are advising pregnant women to avoid the vaccine. Like these women will come in for their vaccine appointment and then a nurse or somebody will screen them for pregnancy and then tell them, no, we don't advise you to have the vaccine. And they're like, I didn't hear that at all. Wow. Let me tell you, completely unsafe because these mothers pass on their immunity to their babies for heaven's sakes. You know, I I, I was blown away. I'll provide a link for that bit of shocking news on Urban Health Weekly. I don't, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I just, I saw it in passing and I was like, no way. Wow. Yeah. So let's take a break and we will be right back.
guys join me in saluting the Air Force General who's talking openly about mental health care? Yes, definitely. I just want to give this, this man props. The four-star general in charge of Air Mobility Command has announced that he has an upcoming mental health appointment to let service members know that seeking care is a sign of strength, not weakness. Air Force General Mike Minahan recently shared on social media the date and time of his appointment, along with the words, warrior heart, no stigma. I'm only holding myself accountable to the same standards I expect from the amazing airmen and families that surround me. Mental health is simply health. There can be no stigma in my headquarters, command, or family. Warrior heart is leadership. Warrior heart is fine-tuning mind, body, and craft to ensure individual and team readiness. With his tweet, Minahan is taking aim at a pervasive belief within the military that service members are at fault for their mental health issues or that seeking help rather than toughing it out is a sign of weakness. The stigma surrounding mental health in the military is a longstanding issue. The Army is currently reviewing the cases of thousands of soldiers who were given other than honorable discharges for misconduct that was later attributed to service-related mental health conditions such as post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. I applaud this man for leading from in front and setting a great example for those servicemen and women who think they have to suck it up, buttercup. And I encourage all service providers to seek out mental health care, whether you serve in the military or on the streets or in your city or your local hospital or clinic. Yes, I'm talking to you doctors who are too afraid that this will affect your malpractice insurance or your licensing. We really need to change the conversation and destigmatize mental health. And if we don't do it now, when are we going to do it? Like, this is the time to do it. What do you guys think? Well, absolutely. We need to destigmatize this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Help needs to be, you need to find help if you're, and you shouldn't have to be ashamed. You shouldn't have to be hide it. How is it for employers? How, how do they, how do they handle that? If somebody, if uh, do people have to worry about losing their job if they go? Well, for example, I don't know if people have to necessarily worry about losing their job. I know that doctors, for example, I covered this maybe um, a year ago, that mm-hmm. doctors worry about getting mental health because they're afraid it's going to uh, affect their malpractice insurance and that it's going to affect their licensure. Okay. Because they, they're afraid they might be They seen. might get flagged. Right, exactly. Maybe their malpractice goes up or they get dropped or something like that. Mm. You know, these are things that they worry about. So they just tend to not seek out the care that they need. And that's why you have such high levels of burnout in the medical profession. Well, you know, if we look at the, you know, uh, mental health in the the military, even 50, 60 years ago, uh, we were exploring in film uh, a nutty general in Dr. Strangelove with- Oh my, my God, that movie, yes. Right, with Kubrick, uh, where so the great. general completely loses it and, and, and launches a nuclear attack on, yes. on the Soviets. I'm oh. laughing because it's kind of a weird movie, but it's not a funny topic. It, oh, it, that's helpful. It, it could have happened. <laughs> it could have happened. I mean, it was, at that, especially in the 60s when there weren't the safeguards that we have now, you could just have somebody at at a high command thing, and all of a sudden we we're in a war, World War Three. It's a it's a, it's life changing not only for us but for a billion people. So the military having their mental health check is super important. You know, think of a submarine going rogue. Think of any of those things happening. 
Um, but is that a mil- is that a check where they they deter they don't try to help you? Is that I mean? Well, that's what I was going to ask. My question yeah. is going to be: So, do you think that that informed attitudes today about mental health? I, I think it's been evolving, um, and it's important that not only for the military but but for the non-military, the, the people take the lead and see what's going on. I mean, in countries like uh, France. Uh, where, where I've had co-workers, the, the attitudes towards mental health are a lot different than towards stress. Uh, and you, you have, uh, in private industry, you have term limits for jobs because they require, they feel that they're way too stressful. You have uh, moratoriums and you can go, you can go on mental leave if you feel that your job is too stressful. And it's not unusual. I, I know for a fact, that a, I'm not gonna say what companies, but a person that was a CEO of a company that we all know in France uh, felt that the job was too stressful for them and later on took a job in a mailroom somewhere else just so that they'd have a job and something to do. They never worked again in, in that stressful type of environment. But so, that's interesting because they're using the term stress. They're not using the term like mental illness. They're saying, oh, it was pressure and stress. They allow that, but they're not necessarily, if you're having like depression or you're, you're ha- hearing voices, like not that. It's no, like the, well, the point is that you, yeah. you manage it before you get to that level. That if you ah, feel, okay. like if you feel like you're about to uh-huh. lose it or okay, if you I get feel it. the first signs of it. And a lot of time, see what, what happens is some of this becomes a, a bit self-diagnosed. Yes. Um, and mental health is, you, you know, they you don't test positive for it. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like you do with COVID where it's a binary type thing. With mental health, you give your symptoms to your, you know, healthcare provider. And based on your self-reported symptoms, they make a diagnosis. So you could say, hey, I'm stressed and people are going to, believe you because why you know why should you lie that say you're stressed and in the military with all those decisions and you know all the people under your command and one one mistake and off the bombs go I, I can see where that that can weigh on but with with the time we're dealing with right now where everybody is so stressed and and the message out there is get help and get help now and don't be afraid to get help and all this you can do it online and telehealth Mm -hmm. and you can do it uh, through instant message and all this other stuff why is the same grace not extended to people in the service industries and i'm not talking about the service industry like hospitality i'm talking about in the service industry like military like police officers Mm -hmm. like um like like doctors and nurses they're super stressed right now. Yeah. And I think you see it in the uh, suicide rates uh, for police officers. Yeah. Extremely high. I, I, I think you see the signs of it or, you know, the, the number of officers that just. You have healthcare providers just leaving the profession altogether. They're like, right. yes, I'm out. Yeah. The, the number of, of officers that sometimes just snap and kill somebody. I, I mean, is it, is this mental health or where, you know. What, I mean, we've long known going? about this. The term going postal obviously came right. from that. And, right, from the hey, postal look, service. Stress is a relative thing. And, and you know, 
think of it as the caveman days. A caveman would wake up. There was no food in the fridge. There was no fridge. There was no fridge. <laughs> nothing. And they weren't stressed, or I don't. No, they were food. stressed, but stress. Okay, so stress That's at that time way. meant something different. Stress, right. stress at that time meant I'm running for my life. I've got the, you know, the, the adrenaline is, is going to my muscles, the and lion I'm is chasing off. me. Right, or some creature that's going to disembowel me is chasing me and I've got yeah. to run or I've got to climb this tree or I've got to shimmy down this hole and hide. Now, we yeah. still have the same reaction, but we don't have the, do well, have I've got the, to run. You know, the, we, we do have uh, some of this. Uh, so it's a lot yeah. more fight than flight. I, I wish I, I would have, you know, and that's why you have people data. snapping. But, but here, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I, I've read a bit about the, uh, you know, the Aborigines in Australia, some of the people in um, in the Amazon. Well, why didn't you bring it? That you knew we were talking think, about I didn't this. think we were going to oh. get to this particular segue huh. of, of, of the... Uh, of stress? Of stress, where we would talk about primitive people. But when we look at the Aborigines that we found, or the people from, you know, the, uh, the Amazon uh, basin, and all that, who basically are stone age uh in terms of technology mm -hmm. their stress levels are very very low well because they don't have the modern day stress you don't they and, don't have anything chasing you know, them because they've exactly. got natural and barriers and natural protections that we didn't it, have at the time you know if you don't know you're missing it it's like well oh well hey look we could go in a completely different thing about miss usa that that you know yeah that's her, just oh yeah it was very sad and now it's starting to come out that one of her biggest stresses was her Instagram account. And oh. somebody from my generation, um, they're like, are you kidding me? But but that's know. why Facebook was on um that that's why Facebook was unnatural. on Capitol Hill and that and that mm -hmm. woman um outed them because of the fact that Instagram was having all these negative effects on young on young girls. Mm -hmm. And they they felt it made them suicidal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is we I didn't expect us to go this way, but this is great. Let's let's go with this. <laughs> and they and they but they but at the same time they felt powerless to just simply mm -hmm. remove it from their um remove the app from their account and just let the account right. go. Right. And and uh, and so it. but it was very harmful. They, that, and they had that data. That's that between a rock and a hard place. That to me is the most stressful thing of all, where things are coming down upon you and you mm -hmm. feel unempowered or unable to do anything about it so you just have to take it that part is i think one of the bigger stressors she felt powerless mm -hmm. to do anything about it she it, nothing could be done it was she it just kept raining on her right. is that is that what you find the most stressful also that it's yeah. just a completely it's like out there in the ether there's nothing you know and, and you know like hey look i think she felt that there was nothing that she ah. could do. But but that's what the data showed was that these young these these young uh, girls, you know, felt this pressure and they felt it made them feel bad about themselves and it made them suicidal. But they they felt that they were powerless to do anything about it. Like I listened to that. And my solution as a grown woman is oh. I'm just going to get rid of the app. I'm not going to deal with this crap. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a young girl. Not even I'm not a young impressionable a, girl that, in that. In that That's right, and when I was coming up, we that. didn't have social media. Right. Mm -hmm. So to me, it, it sounds simple, but I'm not of that that age group where you can't right. imagine your life without it. 
Yeah, so I, I think the that's point terrible was, that happened to yeah. her, though. I didn't know that's what it was. Well, it's one of the well, they they backing into why would this person who seemingly had so much going for them, mm -hmm. and they they're finding now that 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 was one of the stresses. They don't really know, uh -huh. um, but you know, and we'll probably never know for sure. But at the end of the day, you know, we we all take it for granted, and people say, "Oh, you're a four star general. You you're in control." and and all this or you're a tennis player why you know you just won the u.s open why are you stressed right. you know it's until you're in somebody else's shoes yeah it's very very difficult to figure out what is going on around them right and and what they're doing uh, and 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 why they uh why they do certain things but this is why it's so important for us to have a broader discussion about mental health Mm -hmm. Look, there are threads of people who, what's it, the great, what do they call it? The great uh, resignation where people oh, are, yes. are quitting their jobs and then they're talking about on social media how they quit their jobs and showing mm -hmm. the little signs and what they yes. did, et cetera, et cetera. Why mm -hmm. aren't we doing the same thing with mental health? Like, I just had a mental health check mm -hmm. and I spoke to, you know, the counselor and I feel great and I mm -hmm. wish I had done it sooner. And what about you? Are you looking into your mental? Like, why don't we have that same mm -hmm. attitude towards mental health? We share everything else, but we don't talk about mental health and we should have, we should absolutely be talking right. about medical, um, mental right. health. And, and That's and what I'm saying. Yeah. And what I'm keeping, taking my hat off to him is like, he could have kept it all in. He could have. That's right. He could have stayed silent and but, been in his personal business. But here we go. And, but he took the new school approach. That's mm -hmm. right. Right. Four star general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut across you like that. I was just agreeing fervently with that, what you were yeah, saying. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's in every stage in life uh, that that you see it. Um, you know, like even going into the NFL, which is one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> Don't get him started with all. Yeah. All the juice churning well, this week on you, the NFL. You just got a coach <laughs> that, that you know that felt that he was wrong, and and went out and and said that there was you know that, what's his name Robert Flores. Yeah, uh, Robert Brian, Flo Brian Brian Flores. Flores. Right, because mm -hmm. the, there was another Brian that he got confused that mm -hmm. somebody got confused with. But at the end of the day, um, they didn't like how things were going. Things were piling up on them uh you know reputations being ruined blah 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 and all of a sudden they just lashed out um which so you think could, the lawsuit is lashing out i think i think i think they they took the empowerment back that they felt that you know again i'm trying to put myself in that person's place that things were happening around them and they decide they can do one of two things keep it quiet and get a great job down the road because one is almost guaranteed for you there were other positions almost guaranteed for that person for brian mm -hmm. or turn around and say hey some of this stuff is just not not right i'm i'm gonna do something about it and it may hurt my chances later on down the road but i'm gonna empower myself and do what i need to do with him he could have just shut up played the system, played the thing, and probably he would have been the head coach of either the Texans or the Saints. I don't know that the system was designed uh, with his success in mind. But, so I applaud right. him for but, it. But, you know, he... And again, we're going completely off on a tangent here. Completely off tag. But, <laughs> but it, still, it still comes back to, to mental health. So mental it, health. So it, there's it, an it still example. Tracks. To me, that's an example of somebody 
saying that I can't live with all these pressures. So I'm going to let a little bit of it out and I'm going to empower myself. And sometimes when you empower yourself, that is, that is a cathartic thing. Uh, here with the general, he went and, and got themselves treated, person in power again. And that's, to me, that's the same thing. You're in power. You're, you're a person everybody knows, blah, blah, blah. But you have to take things sometimes into your own hands. I don't know if we, we want to be careful of putting that message out there. You know, some people think empowering themselves is like, what's, what's that song, Pumped Up Kicks? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that song, right? Yes. Yeah. The so, yeah. you know, I don't want to put any ideas out there, but I, I think you, you, you smell what I'm stepping in when I say yeah. that. So we gotta be careful when we talk about empowering. Yeah, don't take empower. a hammer. Yeah, don't punch your boss in the face, folks. That's not uh, yeah, what we're saying. Yeah, some people feel feel empowered in, in slightly unacceptable ways. On that note, we will take another break and we shall be right back. Is 10,000 steps a day the magic number for your health? Is it? I don't know. As Hippocrates once said, walking is man's best medicine. Or as we would now say, sitting is the new smoking. <laughs> I, can I tell you, I think about that all the time. And I do I too, up, while I'm sitting. I always think about that. I get up, like I try to get up every half hour and I do like a little Tai Chi and stretch and all of this stuff because... I'm just afraid now. Like I sit there and I start thinking, sitting is the new smoking. Sitting <laughs> is the new smoking. I don't want to kill myself. Irrespective of which delightfully moralistic statement du jour you prefer, the bottom line is this. We need to move more. This fact is reiterated more than ever before, thanks to the endless COVID waves and lockdowns that we have lived through the last couple of years. So basically the article finds that 10,000 steps is a lofty goal and not necessary to promote better health. According to a study published in Diabetes, Obesity, and Metabolism, patients with diabetes and hypertension were assigned two different groups. One group contained people who were told to walk 3,000 steps per day, and the other were told 30 to 60 minutes. Although the step counters still failed to achieve their 3,000 step daily goal, they still increased their daily movement by 20%, more than the 30 to 60 minute group. The increase was enough to see a 40% reduction in their diseases. So this just shows, Lou, you use a pedometer. I, I'm yeah, a, absolutely. Uh, All right yeah, now. Do you have, do you have one of those watches that tells you how many <laughs> you have? Oh, he's got all those gadgets. Yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> I left my watch on the counter because it was charging. So I never put it on until before the show. So since the show started, I've done 78 steps when I went to get <laughs> I have literally but seen him get nothing. worked up and his watch will warn him. Your blood pressure is up. Calm down. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but this just shows that it doesn't matter where you start so long as you do something, right? Also, you have to remember that not everyone can walk safely around their neighborhood. Correct. If you live like in a high crime area, for example, it may not be a good idea to go walking for like an hour and a half. It's just, it's not safe. That's not to say that we don't also need fresh air. I'm just saying that 
you know, this whole goal of like 10,000 steps, this may not really be achievable for everybody. Uh, and I think you can achieve the same results with like dancing around your house or jumping rope. Sure, but if you have, like, I have one of those, like the cheap version, a cheap watch with like, you know, like cheap smart watch. It keeps the, the steps going. And mm -hmm. uh, just, yeah, walking around back and forth to the kitchen, doing a little pacing, you know, going up and down the stairs. That kind of, it can add up. How many steps would you average a day doing that? Uh, just just within my little apartment with yes. like a little set of stairs. Mm -hmm. I can do like just walking around in the apartment. I can easily do yes. like 8,000 steps. Oh, you That's see amazing. that? That's yeah. incredible. That's also like, I mean, if I sit down and watch a movie or I just lie down and that then I'm not going to get that many steps oh right like 5,000 but if I'm like going down to the kitchen and but doing 5,000 is still great and that's just doing housework so it can be right. done so oh, you yeah, don't have to yeah. do this whole 10,000 step to, thing you don't have to do this whole but if I did jumping jacks or something like downstairs yeah. like that works too that will that will take up that will get counted absolutely so I'm just saying that you don't have to do this whole 10,000 steps. It's not the magic number. It's the movement, then. It's, it's the activity. It's, right. It's a goal. You know, yes. you know what? It's an easy to I like that it does make you a little bit accountable. That's why I like that thing. Cause I go, have I been sitting? Also, my thing, if I'm lying down too much, it like beeps at you and says, please take activity. Like I love <laughs> it. That's this, great. My, my phone does the same. I, uh, it does the same? It's time to get up now. You Stop know, sitting up. on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel ashamed when you see that? Yeah. Sometimes I just go, oh, shut up. Like sometimes <laughs> I yeah. yeah. Like I'll be, you know, sometimes it's at night because uh -huh. I set my thing to do 20,000 steps. Okay. Because I don't believe. I Look at you. 20,000. I, I never do it because I don't believe 10,000 is enough. <laughs> what, you don't believe 10,000 is, is enough? You think 20,000 is enough? I have to lose weight. So in my mind, I didn't feel the 10,000. I see. Enough. You want it to be on the other side. So you want it right. to like burn. Right. Yeah. And so okay. I, I pretty much, unless I go jogging, which I'm not doing because there's snow and ice on the ground, right. like, and I, I'm not currently going to the gym per se. Yeah. So right. yeah. But if I swim, if I do swim and there's like, you know, if I'm, there's not like a, a wave of Omicron or whatever, like I, I might go through, like I might be at the, the pool or something that, that helps a lot, but I have that little watch. It makes a big difference. It's just like a $30 watch wow. I've been and I and, like it. Yeah. And I don't know if this is good or bad, but before the watch, I would always like, when I would go to a football game, I always try to find the spot as close as possible. What I did this year is I would find the spot as far away as possible because I knew that <laughs> I walked the entire parking lot and got to my seats and walked all the way back. I would average 13,000 steps a day. What? Oh, because those stadiums have those huge parking lots because of that? Exactly. So I started doing that. Wow. Before, and, and it's not that you're doing the... 10,000 per se, I, I think I, I think you start goal setting yourself to be a little bit more active and almost shaming yourself when you don't. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you then, Lou. So mm -hmm. then do you feel ashamed when your um, monitor tells you to get up and do something? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I mean, um, you'll, you'll see me like working at, at, at my dad. I, I mean, and I don't think this is enough. What I'll do is I'll actually stand up so it shuts up. 
and just. <laughs> oh my God, gaming the system. Up, That's hilarious. You know? But, but no, you know, I, I do think that it does promote circulation, better circulation, you know, standing behind. I you. agree. Rather mm -hmm. than than doing it, I I, right. I basically just have to change glasses or or actually take them off in my case, because I can see I can I can see the screen if I'm standing up. If I'm sitting, I, I'm a little near sighted or far sighted or whatever you call it, and I can't uh, and I can't really see the screen that well. So I wear glasses. I stand up. I take off my glasses and I keep working. It does make it so, yeah. You now it's took activity. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I myself have not availed myself to the technology of health monitoring. I monitor my own health. I know that if I sit for long periods of time that I just mm. feel, I feel crampy and achy. Feel lousy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I have to get up and I've got to stretch and I've got to walk around or else I get stiff. Mm -hmm. So that's my, my barometer. I don't like the idea of like a wearable. I think it's very handy and mm. I think it has its people. But for me, I don't like to be monitored like that. But your what? And it's very phone, invasive too, though. You know, your phone does do it. If you, if I you never set it up. If you set up the app, I never set it your up. Your phone will do it. I your refuse. phone will even tell you when you're sleeping. The, the watch also monitors you sleep. It monitors. It monitors your monthly cycle. It's so invasive. I don't need some. some I don't know. My app. watch is super low tech. It's just like I never hooked it up to anything, so it's uh -huh. like the thirty dollar one. It's well, not it's, it's literally like a pedometer on your wrist that. Correct. That happens to be digital as a person. No, I don't tell yeah. me what, how much REM I got when I got up. Oh, yours is high tech. Yes. Oh my God. And you can actually, you can actually using your phone then type in what you ate and I'll tell you what you positive. Oh yeah. I never update any of that stuff. I've never, I've never, I've never seen laps that. for me, which was good because I would always forget how many laps I'd done as I was swimming. Oh, that's, that that's, is really easy to forget how many laps you've done when you swim. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's, it'll, that's it'll very invasive, that. but it's very good for people who who and it helps keep you accountable, I think. Yes. You know, because every drop counts. Yep. Every step counts. So that's right. Fact, uh, next week, let's all uh, do this show standing up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pass on that. I get I get, I get exercise. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. But I think it's really game changing if you have one of those one of those uh, kinds of apps that monitors you because it keeps you honest and it, it yes. makes you feel like you're making some progress. You don't kid yourself. No, exactly. You don't say, well, my trip to the bathroom was <laughs> 50 steps. I no, it wasn't. It was steps. <laughs> yeah. Take the long route. <laughs> yeah, around the counter twice or something like that, Sorry, right? Nice. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. <laughs> but you should. That's not a bad idea. So, like, remember, people, you only have one life and one body. Do your best to make it count so your years are full of life and full of health. Small steps each day, and you'll see a difference. I'm sure of it. All right, that's all the time we have today, guys. You guys are awesome as always. All right, that was fun. Yeah, same here. All right, I'm I'm walking, so I, I don't have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you go ahead and do your walking thing. All right, I'll see you guys next week. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time.
It's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from the Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select. Plus, mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from the Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select. Plus, mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 